0: The Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin. Investment professionals reveal their best mentors, how they find their next great idea, and a few funny stories. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. American Funds Distributors, Inc. It can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. banking services provided by Green Dot Bank, member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time.
1: Let's get to our guest for the half hour. Neeraj Seth is with us. He is head of Asian credit for BlackRock, joining from Singapore. Neeraj, thanks for being with us. Uh, We're bracing for the uh, inflation readings for China at the bottom of the hour. And then obviously in the states tomorrow, it's the CPI data. Where are we in this inflation cycle in your view?
2: So I think we're still in the midst of the, the high inflation and backdrop globally, uh, less so in China, I would say, compared to the rest of the world. So in case of China, I would expect we'll see a little bit of an uptick on CPI and maybe some cooling off on the PPI front, but not a significant volatility in inflation terms uh, coming in the next 30 minutes. On the U.S. front, we might see some respite, specifically on the non-core, given we have seen... The gasoline prices over the last five to six weeks drifting lower. Uh, But one data point doesn't make a trend. We still obviously are in the inflation environment, which has been more sticky than what people expected coming into the year.
0: Uh, Neeraj, if we do see a high China CPI print, what does that mean in terms of the PBOC's willingness to kind of ease interest rate policy?
2: so overall i still believe that pboc will stay more on a neutral stance than necessarily easing very aggressively here and in fact if if you look back last 12 months despite low inflation in china we have not seen any aggressive easing from the central bank we've seen more liquidity measures and little bit more of a focus coming through on the fiscal front alongside some slowdown of tightening on the regulatory side so overall I think PBOC stance will stay more neutral to maybe on-the-margin accommodation through liquidity measures Mm -hmm. to support the economic growth going forward.
1: Yeah, the export data was pretty robust. I think if there's a concern on the mainland, it's domestic demand, right? And we know the problems with the property market. Should they be addressing um, kind of the lack of domestic consumption?
2: So there certainly should be a focus, and I do expect that will take – certainly take attention from the policy makers the government. But to be very clear, I think one of the very important aspects which still remain a big part of the constraint is the zero COVID policy. So as and as and when we see easing of that policy, that will be a big stimulus for the economy alongside any fiscal impulse or supporting the, the consumption aspects that will come through.
1: So on the credit side, then, when you look at the, the credit in China very quickly, Raja, are you, are you willing to take risk with the, some of the, uh, let's say, less than uh, stellar credit ratings very quickly?
2: So we are cautious on China high yield market at this point, And that's a combination of the technical backdrop as well, as well as the fundamental concerns that we have obviously seen over the course of last 12 months. Curious
0: to get your thoughts about what you're seeing across ASEAN as well. We've heard from Prime Minister Lee here in Singapore saying that rates and inflation are expected to remain high.
2: Sure. So I think that's a backdrop which is actually common across most of the markets or most of the economies right now, which will keep the policymakers on the margin on removing some of the accommodation that we had for a very long time. From a credit perspective, we've seen some expansion of risk premium opening up some of the attractive opportunities, but broadly from a top-down perspective, we still remain on neutral to cautious. Specific markets, we like uh, the Indian high-yield investment-grade corporate in India, parts of Indonesia, Middle East, uh, more from the investment-grade perspective. But overall, a very clear tilt or a bias towards quality. I think that's an important element that will stay with us for at least near term.
1: Okay, so quality, I get that. What about duration? I mean, given a lot of the volatility that we have seen in you know, sovereign <clears throat> markets right now and the inversion that we have in the U.S. treasury curve, it's not clear where the global economy is headed. And the, the inflation story seems to be a little uneven. Would you <clears throat> be more inclined to go long, uh, shorter duration?
2: so overall from a duration perspective again we're probably on the margin on the the cautious side because i do believe the markets are still fluctuating between the whole idea of the inflation policy hikes versus the risk of recession and you will see that back and forth we are somewhat in a range here and as we've seen some of that inversion and the the bare flattening of the curve, I think we have a little more room to go here as we go through the data points and the upcoming heights.
0: So more inversion potentially, is that what you're saying on the twos tens, because we're looking very closely to that US CPI data?
2: So I would still expect this possibility of more inversion here, given the combination of fundamentals and the technical backdrop here.
1: So Neeraj, does that mean, are you basically saying that the global economy is headed to recession?
2: Uh, It is not immediately going into recession, but there's certainly signs of slowdown which are quite uh, clear. I would say, in fact, U.S. economy right now still, despite the technical recession data, still seems fine. If you looked at the job report last Friday with 528,000 jobs in average hourly and still looking strong, but it is slowing down. And globally, I think we have been seeing the data showing signs of slowing down, which will obviously manifest itself going into next year. Europe obviously slowing down much faster and going into recession before the rest of the the globe.
0: In terms of the slowdown, I mean, we've been looking at consumer spending and and that's been holding up quite well across a number of of nations, even with rising prices. At what point do you think that starts to bite and and play into the overall picture too?
2: I think we're getting close to that. One of the solutions for high prices is high prices. And I think we're starting to see the consumers starting to become a bit more... uh, cautious around the spending patterns. Now, in most economies, again, going back to the labor market aspect, we've seen tight labor markets, low unemployment, and earnings which have uh, the, the wage growth which has been stable. As we start to see the softening in that labor market, which is, I would say, in the very early stages, the data has been mixed. Uh, that's where you would see the slowdown in the consumer behavior and the consumption patterns.
1: And Niraj, very quickly, about 30 seconds or so, we've got indications that the top auditor in China is reviewing the trust industry, ostensibly because of potential, potential, and I want to highlight uh, that word, of financial stability. Is this anything you're concerned about?
2: Not concerned, but certainly focused on it. And to some extent, China had a big deleveraging focus on the shadow banking in back in 2016, 2017, which did reduce some of the risks in the non-banking sector. I do think it's important to keep an eye because of all the crisis issues and defaults in the real estate sector. So this is more of a financial stability question, mm-hmm. not overall concerned, but certainly focused on it.
0: All right, Niraj, thanks as always. Niraj Seth, Head of Asian Credit at BlackRock. It can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. I'm Holly Robinson Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts.